and divorce conversations where we analyze, navigate, and troubleshoot all stages of your romantic life. I'm your host, Igor Meisterman, a divorce attorney turned relationship coach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic that's been coming up over and over again, the couples I'm working with. That is the topic of enmeshment versus self-differentiation. I would like to lay out some of the background and the theory and then apply these concepts to the work that repeatedly I have to deal with as I help couples navigate their relational spaces. Enmeshment and self-differentiation are concepts that were really born out of systems theories that are based on the idea that because we are relational beings, we also process ourselves through the context of those relationships. And therefore, if somebody in my life is very near and dear to me, they will impact me deeply by their words, by their actions. Whereas somebody I don't care so much about, I might have significantly less impact on them and they will have significantly less impact on me. And therefore, what winds up happening when we enter into romantic relationships with, let's say, non-family members, we create a system, a new system, a system in which we blossom we flourish, we develop, and we also suffer, struggle, feel constricted, uh, feel not seen, feel not understood. And the question is, is where do these feelings, emotions come from, and why are they there? Why isn't it that things are just kind of moving along, almost like in an autopilot? Why is there these other emotions and thoughts that come to surface as a result of our relational interactions? And one big reason is because of how we have come to be when we enter the relationship and what becomes of us while we're in the relationship. And th thus enters the scene these two um, polar opposite concepts of enmeshment and self-differentiation. Now, enmeshment, as the term implies, right, when you enmesh, meshing something means it becomes mixed and blended with something else. So a person who is living with an enmeshment, and I just want to be clear in the outset, it's not, I mean, it's not an illness, it's not a disease, but it's cure, it rather is just a state of being. How am I being with myself and with my relationships? So now, what is an enmeshment? It's when the boundaries are penetrable and unclear. So in other words, if you could picture yourself and now um, if, you, if you have access to a pen and paper, even if you took out a pen and paper and you wrote your name, then put a circle around that name. And outside of that circle, write the different things that you either cherish in your life or you struggle with. And if it's, if it's even possible, it, it, if possible, it should be people as opposed to objects. Now, if you enumerate those various people and then ask yourself, which people have easy access to my world, my emotional world, my thoughts? which people I could care less what they think, which people um, impact me deeply and sway my opinions very much. Enmeshment tells us something very important about who you are and how you operate in your relationships. So if I'm a person who has a hard time making boundaries, others take advantage of me easily. Others find it, or I find myself feeling rather, that others like easily manipulate me. Others take advantage of me. Others say, let's do this, and I just comply. I don't resist. I don't push back. I don't voice my own opinion about what I would like to do. 
All of those types of qualities, if they resonate with you, there's a very good chance and a sign or, or an indication that you're living with enmeshment. Now, let's make a contrast. What about self-differentiation? Well, as the term applies, I'm able to see myself and then I'm able to differentiate that self from you. I'm able to separate out my being from you, from who you are, your fears, your dreams, your frustrations. I'm able to say, that's you, and that has nothing to do with me. I live a separate life. I'm my own person. I have my own values. So self-differentiation is essentially an ability to maintain a sense of self while maintaining relational uh, boundaries and connections. And what winds up happening often in our relationships is that because everybody has something that hasn't been worked out in their life yet, and therefore we draw ourselves in relationships towards people with whom, in one way or the other, we seek enmeshment. We want to almost, so to speak, melt into the relational space. Right? And, and that is precisely why when that doesn't take place, like, for example, my spouse betrayed me. My spouse did something behind my back. Uh, my partner said something hurtful. The reason it hurts so much is because we became enmeshed with them. We've became a fabric that's woven into our fabric is another being's fabric. And so now when somebody's attempting to tear it, my entire world feels like it's tearing. Even though, objectively speaking, it may be something that's simply going on for the other person. So let's just play out for you a very normal scenario that comes up in my office. One spouse will say, you know, my partner said this. And I would then say, and how did you feel when you heard those words? And the person responds, it hurt me. It frustrated me. And I would then ask the following follow-up question. Why do you think that that hurt you as opposed to simply saying, okay, it's on them. It's their world. It's just something that's going on for them, but it has nothing to do with me, really. How come you didn't stop there? Why did it have to be internalized and become your problem, so to speak? Now, the typical thing that happens next is people go, hmm, you know, maybe I need to think about that more. Of course, in the course of sessions, what we discover is we are very enmeshed, terribly enmeshed. And that enmeshment is precisely what feeds that loop of that dynamic. Something happens in the other person's world, and yet my world has to come online and get all bent out of shape, even though it's entirely taking place in your world. For some reason, I, I just can't simply separate myself out from your world and your journey. I have to make it my own as well. And again, that is a typical indication that an enmeshment is taking place in our relationship. So now that we gave that backdrop, the question is, is so what is the goal? Right? Of course, clients inevitably will ask, where are we going from here? Now that we've identified this issue, what is the goal? The goal is to become self-differentiated human beings. And the question is, why? I like enmeshment. Maybe I just want to stay in your world. That's great. You should be in each other's world. That's part of our mirroring journey and empathy and validation. The question is, I'm staying in your world in what capacity? Think about that question. In what capacity? Am I staying in your world because my world is clear to me? I know who I am. I know my intrinsic worth, my value. And now I simply 
want to be here for you for no other reason but because I, I care about you. I love you. You mean so much to me. So I just want to be here for you. And if you don't want me to be here for you, I also couldn't give you space. I'm okay with that as well. You see the distinction? It's so important. On what basis do I want to be in your world? Or on what basis do I want you in mine? Do I want you because I see your inherent value? I see your goodness. And I just want us to connect in that way. Or is it because I have unhealthy need, dependency? I'm afraid to be alone. I'm afraid of me. I'm afraid of what it would mean for me to not have a partner, not to have a family. And therefore, I'm now showing up for a very different reason, not the reason of connection as two independent, fully cherished, honored beings. Instead, I'm showing up from a place of we're so intertwined, I can't see where you end and I begin. I can't imagine making my own breakfast because you always make it for me. I can't imagine enjoying time by myself doing something without you being there. That's a very deeply enmeshed relationship. And it's a relationship that ultimately suffers because the way we're wired as human beings is we crave both. There's a part of us that wants to be deeply connected. And there's a part of us that wants to celebrate our uniqueness, our special qualities that God gave us and only us. Just like we have our unique fingerprints, our unique voices to a certain degree, so too we have unique selves. Our essences are so different, so varied. Everybody craves, strives in so different ways. And we want to be celebrated. We want to be seen. And we want that no more than from our spouses, and when we're younger, from our parents. But when, once we're in the romantic relationship phase, we want it from our partners. And when that's missing, when there's a sense, there's a feeling of, I'm not seen, I'm not cherished. Or, I have no room to be me. You're so overbearing, you're so imposing, everything is your way, your way or the highway. Right? Any of these extremes, when they play out, this is what we experience within ourselves. If there's enmeshment, there's a certain sense of being lost, of not being clear, where am I? What's my contribution here in this relationship? As opposed to being self-differentiated, where I'm able to celebrate you and you can celebrate me and we can even celebrate ourselves within the journey of the relationship. And so the way we structure, as I want to leave you towards the end of this episode, that I believe is a very powerful tools and there's certainly items to be aware of, items of awareness. You know, kind of, if you could create for yourself an awareness box in which you put different items around which you want to develop awareness, right? Because as always, the general rule is what we're aware of, we can fix, we can address. What we're not aware of, there's not much we can do. And so what we want to add into that treasure chest of awareness items is this reality of, wait a second, how am I showing up to my relationships? Am I showing up enmeshed or am I showing up self-differentiated? And so one of the things that I do with couples as I facilitate in an Amago dialogue around this topic is I literally will have couple show up in the following way. Here's an example of a dialogue you may practice. I invite you to practice with your partner or your spouse. So let's say one of you is going to be the sender, the other is going to be the receiver. So the sender could say, could you share with me what it's like for you when I am happy. 
Another question to ask is, can you share with me what it's like for you when I am angry, when I am sad? And notice, I didn't say as thou. Can I share with you what it's like for me when I am angry, happy, sad? I said, what is it like for you? And the reason we want to ask that question is, think about it, based on everything we discussed so far, if you are a relatively well self-differentiated person, you might say something like, oh, I'm glad you asked. One thing that comes up for me when I see you angry or upset or sad is I experience sadness. I feel bad for you. or I, I wish things were better for you. That would be a relatively self-differentiated person would say because their world is not being impacted by all of that. They're able to simply hold space. What would a low self-differentiated person or person who's in mesh say? Right? Now look at this contrast. And the mesh person would say something like, oh my gosh, my world crumbles. When I see you sad, I fall apart. When I see you mad, I get very rattled. I don't know what to do. I, I feel I become paralyzed. What is that indicative of? That's indicative of my world is not really independent or free from your grip, from your influence. My walls are not well-defined. Again, not walls of, of separation, but walls of integrity, walls of authenticity. That, hey, there's me, there's you. We're two separate people. You can be going through something without it needing to, to terrorize or destroy my world. You could be going through something, and I could simply be here for you. And so I invite you to try out these types of questions, because those questions, what they call upon is for our own introspection, but through the relational space, right? Because if I ask you, can you tell me what it's like for you when I am mad, I can get to learn about you, what it's like for you when you process somebody outside of yourself, particularly me, your spouse, and then vice versa. We could switch hats and your partner can ask you, can you share with me what's it, what's it like for you when I'm angry, right? And if I say, you know, never really thought about that. And now that I'm giving it some awareness, I see that when I see you down, I feel like sapped out of all vitality. I don't feel good about myself. I, I just feel like I'm in a bad place. And then we could give some thought and awareness to, hmm, why is it like that? Why does this happen to me? And this is the type of, of investigation and exploration that we could do in the safety of our relationship so that as we fortify those walls of integrity around ourselves, we can come back to our relationship as two independent, intrinsically valued beings. And our relationship then is one that's based on pure, authentic love, connection, respect, and honoring each other's world, rather than two dependent, stuck beings who seek each other in order to have a sense of being well, or not wanting to be alone, or not wanting to struggle in the world without the help of someone else. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're interested in trying out our 12 week program, you can reach me at Igor at relationshipreimagined.com. Thank you for joining us today. For questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear more about, or to try our 24 week relationship challenge, email us at relationshipreimagined at gmail.com.